Hey, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the uh, KASB Advocacy Podcast. I'm Scott Rothschild. Uh, I'm joined uh, with uh, John Four and our uh, illustrious uh, producer, Alec Madrigal. Uh, we don't have Leah today. Uh, she has got the turnaround flu. And by turnaround, I mean the legislature uh, hit the uh, kind of the halfway point of the session. Uh, it's called turnaround because um, most bills uh, have to uh, pass out of one chamber or their their chamber of origin in order to be uh, uh, to continue through the session. So so bills that don't pass by the turnaround deadline uh, generally die. Although, uh, as has often been said, nothing ever really dies under the dome. So. Uh, we have to keep watching for bills. I'll start in the Senate, and then John will go over a, a lot of things that happened in the House. The, I think the two major headlines in the Senate were that uh, the uh, Senate Bill 83, which is the expansion of the tuition uh, tax credit program, uh, uh, was uh, approved on a 22 to 16 vote. This is the program that allows people uh, to donate funds to a scholarship. Those people get a big tax credit. The scholarship goes to help uh, low-income students to go to private schools. Well, the, the way the bill is, is put together now, uh, there was an amendment put on that says uh, uh, families are eligible for this credit if they make four times the federal poverty level. So we're not talking low-income anymore. Uh, we're talking families of three, uh, maybe two parents and a child earning $100,000 a year would be eligible for this credit. That's not low income uh, in Kansas and probably not in California either. Uh, but uh, so uh, that passed uh, 22 to 16. Now that's an important number because uh, if the governor were to veto this bill, uh, it would require 27 votes to overturn a veto. So uh, it does not have that kind of uh, support to overturn a veto. Uh, all the Democrats voted against it. Several Republicans voted against it. And uh, uh, you, if you see your legislator and if they voted against it, please, please say thank you to them. Another big bill that was in the Senate was Senate Bill 210. Uh, this kind of popped up late and it was very, uh, it had a lot of ramifications. Senate Bill 210 would have changed our nonpartisan way of electing school board members and basically have made it a partisan uh, way of electing school board members. Uh, KSB was very uh, against this. We don't think we don't think people are sitting around the dinner table saying, hey, I want more partisanship in my local politics. So this uh, bill was defeated. Uh, it got 16 votes. There were 24 votes against it. I think that was a pretty resounding defeat of that bill. Another bill uh, that did make it out of the Senate uh, was Senate Bill 66. This sets up a teacher mobility compact. So say you're a teacher in, uh, I don't know, pick a state, Tennessee, Florida, uh, and you move to Kansas, this would make it a little easier for you to get your, to be able to teach in Kansas. And that goes to the House. Um, another bill that dealt with vouchers was Senate Bill 128. This bill would have 
essentially given five thousand, approximately five thousand dollars to students who uh, go to uh, private schools or even home schools. And uh, this generated a lot of comment, and it was in the tax committee. And lo and behold, when they tried to vote the bill out, it it was uh, defeated. Uh, and three Democrats and three Republicans voted against it in committee, and so it it uh, it fell there. Now the Republican votes against it. There's a lot of theories about why that the, there were votes against it. I think uh, maybe one is that they just uh, thought there was a better voucher bill somewhere else. So. Uh, so we don't have to worry about that, at least for now. Uh, I think those were the major developments as the turnaround deadline hit in the Senate. And uh, I am going to just basically turn it over to John to, to report on, on what happened in the House. Thank you, Scott. And yeah, there was a little bit more uh, that happened over on the House side. Uh, so kind of just getting started. Uh, House Bill 2238. This was the Fairness and Women's Sports Bill, or uh, also known as uh, the bill that would prohibit transgender women um, from competing in women's sports. Uh, this bill passed by a vote of 82 to 40. Um, it was pretty much partisan split, uh, Re Republicans voting for the bill, Democrats voting against the bill. Um, one thing to note about the vote count, so Scott had mentioned kind of the veto numbers on the Senate side. Uh, on the House side, that magic number is 84. Um, and so uh, at 82, uh, kind of just a break, a vote breakdown, there are two Republicans who did vote against the bill, and then there was one Democrat that did vote for the bill. So there was a little overlap there. Um, there were also three Republicans who were not present the day of the vote. Um, so that 82 to 40 vote could very easily switch up and you know reach that 84 vote total um, if the governor were to veto that bill uh, in the future and it were to go to a vote to sustain or override the veto. Um, another bill, uh, House Bill 2236, this was the uh, parents' rights bill uh, to direct the education of their children. Uh, this was a bill that KASB has, had opposed. Um, it was amended in committee to improve it a little bit, uh, but we still had some concerns over the bill. Um, you're likely kind of still move forward uh, in opposition to it. This bill passed by a vote of 75 to 47. Again, the divide was fairly partisan, uh, but there were a number, uh, I believe, eight Republicans I had counted um, who did vote against the bill. Both those bills I've listed uh 2238 and 2236. Both had versions that existed last legislative session. Last legislative session, they both passed. They were both vetoed and they both, the veto was sustained on both bills last session. This session, it looks like, uh, you know, as I mentioned, 2238 looks like it may be a little bit like they would be able to override a veto, um, but the vote for the Parents Bill of Rights Bill looked to be a little bit, um, if, if it were to play out the way it did, um, a veto would be able to be sustained if the governor were to veto that bill again as well. Um, moving on, those were kind of the two more contentious bills. Uh, there were a couple more bills. Uh, House Bill 2080. This was a bill that would allow uh, virtual students to take the state assessment uh, virtually kind of in a remote setting. So currently, if you're a virtual student, they would have them going somewhere to take the virtual or to take the state assessment, this would just allow them to take it at home. KASB didn't weigh in on that bill. 
Um, that bill passed heftily. It was pretty, I think there may have been a split vote, but it's kind of just non-controversial with that passed. And then House Bill 2322, uh, this was another bill. It changed the definition of emotionally disturbed, emotional disability for uh, kind of in terms of special education uh, services. Again, KASB didn't really have weigh in on that bill, um, and it also passed. I think that that may have passed unanimously. Outside, so those were the bills that were worked uh, on the House floor over the last two days. But there were a number of bills that either had hearings and committees or had been introduced that were uh, using terminology of the State House. They were blessed. Uh, these were bills that essentially kind of get moved around in a way that allows them to uh, stick around past that turnaround deadline. So even though they weren't worked and didn't pass out of their originating house, um, they're kind of still in play. Um, so I'll go ahead and list off those bills here. That was House Bill 2218. This was the Education Saving Accounts Bill, uh, the big voucher bill that we are very adamantly opposed to. Um, there's House Bill 2261. This was a bill that would allow, um, it doesn't require class districts to compensate their board members. Um, KASB opposed that bill as well. 22, House Bill 2271. This was the open enrollment fix bill um, that would allow uh, students of teachers who are maybe teaching outside of the district that they reside. Um, it would allow their students to go to the school where the teacher teaches. Um, that was kind of a tongue twister but allows them to go without being submitted to the open enrollment lottery. Again, that is viewed as a teacher recruitment and retention tool, um, being able to just have, you know, your entire family be able to go to the district um, in which the teacher teaches, um, make it, you know, makes it easier for scheduling um, for the family and all that. House Bill 2040, this was the current year enrollment for state aid bill, allowing you to use your FTE enrollment for your, for the current year. Um, to determine your state aid. Uh, I think we've kind of talked about this in the past. Currently, you can either use the preceding year or the second preceding year for enrollment, the higher the two. Um, for growing districts or or just in general, districts that have more students now than they did in those two previous years, this bill would allow them to get that funding uh, in that current year instead of a year or two later. Uh, House Bill 2048, this is the tuition tax credit scholarship bill. This is like Senate Bill 83 that Scott had mentioned earlier. Um, they were exactly the same at one point. Now that 83 has been amended, they're not the same, um, but that has been blessed. And then there's House Bill 2030. This is a bill that would allow non-public students to participate in Acacia public activity sports. Um, this was a bill that KASB had opposed earlier in the session. And then finally, one bill that KASB didn't necessarily weigh on weigh in on, but I know some people have kind of been taking an interest to it was House Bill 2139. Um, this just creates a crime of the abuse of a sports official. But I know that was a lot of bills that I just listed off. But just again, these were bills that were not worked on the floor. Um, they did not cross over. They did not necessarily continue along in the process, but these were bills that were just identified. Um, they were blessed. Uh, they are allowed to kind of continue on in the legislative process um, should um, that decision is made to be done. Um, so I'll kind of, I'll let Scott kind of fill in on anything there. That was kind of a lot. So 
I'll take a breath. It's not uh, uncommon for uh, the leadership to bless a lot of bills. Uh, so all these bills will uh, probably go through the appropriations committee and then be re-referred to other committees. And uh, we will uh, see a lot of these bills again. Uh, right now, and now that the turnaround deadline is gone, uh, the legislature did not meet today uh, and uh, they will not meet Monday or Tuesday. So all of these legislators have gone home uh, for the weekend and, uh, and they have a long weekend. And so I think uh, uh, this is a good time to try to contact your legislator, uh, you know, and, and, and let them know uh, that there are certain things uh, as public school advocates we are interested in. And, and I'll just right off the bat, I'll say we haven't even discussed special education funding. Um, this is a very big priority for public schools in Kansas. Uh, special education uh, at the state and federal level is being underfunded, and that is forcing schools to use their general education funds uh, to fund special education, which is, of course, required. But because of the underfunding, that affects all students. And we, uh, we support Governor Kelly's proposal to increase special education funding in a phased-in five-year increase to get it up to the statutory level that it is supposed to be at. And so uh, if you see your legislator, this is something you might say, hey, we know the, the budget coffers are, are fairly uh, uh, rich right now. We have about a $2 billion surplus. Now is the time to fund special education at the level the legislature has promised to fund it at. And so that's that's a big priority. Another priority, uh, if you if you get a hold of your legislator or you see he or she at a coffee uh, uh, or or another function, just say, we we do not need vouchers in Kansas. Uh, we we need to focus on our public school system. You know, Kansas taxpayers for generations have supported public schools. They don't need to be asked now to support private schools, too. I mean, I just don't think that's fair. So, you know, if public schools aren't doing what you think they should be doing, let's fix public schools. So we don't need vouchers. And another thing I think that should be impressed upon them is, you know, we need clean bills. For years, legislators are bundling lots of different ideas into one bill, you know, to get, to get support from this person who may be opposed to this. You know, we don't need to be playing these kinds of games with our public school students. So, you know, past couple of years, we'll have these voucher proposals paired with, uh, you know, uh, uh, standard funding for K through 12. Well, that, that's not right. You know, ideas, proposals, they should live and die on their own, I, I think. And so we would urge our legislators not to be bundling all these disparate ideas into one uh, big kind of kitchen sink bill. So those are the kind of things we're hoping folks uh, focus on when they see their legislators. And of course, you know, say thank you to them, uh, A, for their service. I mean, it's not easy being a legislator. And B, thank them uh, if they vote the way uh, we want them to vote on public education issues. I mean, uh, sometimes these are tough votes for these legislators and, and uh, they should be thanked. Um, you know, we had several bills where Republicans obviously voted against their leadership. Those are tough votes. 
And so we need to thank them for that. Um, anyway, uh, that's so that's that's kind of where we stand. I know John is is putting together a more comprehensive document. Uh, you might want to talk about that, John. Yeah, I'll just kind of touch on it. In years past, I think it was called like a where we stand document. Um, so it's going to kind of mimic that format. But it's really just going to be I'm trying to put something together that'll just be a list of all the bills that we've kind of been tracking that are either blessed or are kind of still making their way through the process um, and just kind of provide an update on those. And maybe some of those bills that we had talked about that maybe weren't continuing, um, having those kind of show just kind of maybe where they're held up at. So uh, think of it kind of like a, a bill tracker is what it's going to try to replicate. Um, but just, it'll probably be a pretty extensive document. Um, but if you're just kind of interested on a certain bill and you know, the bill number, you'll kind of be able to just take a look and see kind of where, where, oh, there's that one bill I knew, you know, house bill X, Y, Z, let me, where's that at? Did it make it through turnaround? Um, and so that's just kind of what this will kind of hopefully accomplish for those who um, are curious. Yeah. And then uh, once that's complete, we'll put it on our website, kasb.org. Uh, and uh, that should help people uh, through the maze of uh, the legislative uh, session. So uh, I don't know, John, I feel like, you know, the Chiefs were behind at half uh, during the Super Bowl <laughs> and uh, and they came out on top. And, you know, I think we're we're behind on a couple issues. We may be ahead on some others, but, uh, you know, it's going to be a busy second half of the se of the session and uh, we're looking forward to it. But. We need your help. We need your help to to stay in contact with your legislators. Uh, they they uh, they want to hear from their home their hometown constituents much more than they want to hear from from uh, uh, Leah and I and John. Uh, John, you got anything you'd like to add? No, I mean I think you have it. Um, I feel like our members, you know, our members, our listeners have done a really good job at reaching out and communicating these issues. Um, but again, you know, it's halfway over. We still got, you know, two more quarters continuing with the football reference. Um, uh, and none of these bills are really officially over until uh, the last day of session. So just, you know, even if you've kind of reached out on some issues, you know, reach out again. Thank you. Or, you know, thank them for maybe voting one way. You know, there's a lot of uh, Senate Bill 210, the nonpartisan elections. There are a number of people who uh, voted against that bill, you know, reach out, thank them for their votes on, you know, situations like that. And um, just, you know, keep echoing the message, you know, pertaining to special education, um, to the voucher bills, then yeah, just keep that message going. I think we've done good, uh, but we can't, we got to keep that message coming. Okay. Okay. Well, until next week, I guess we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. And hopefully Leah will be back with us next week.